Hello beautiful people and welcome to the Holistic Awakening Podcast. I am Natalia O.L., your host, breath healer and holistic life coach for the modern awakened woman. In this podcast, we explore holistic awakening related topics. From feminine activation, cyclical wisdom, wellness, biohacking, alternative healing methods, to consciousness, magic, spirituality, personal development, and psychedelics. In this sacred space, you will find interviews with light leaders, juicy conversations, and live activations that will help you feel inspired and supported in your own holistic awakening journey. Hi, beautiful community, and welcome to another episode of the Holistic Awakening Podcast. I am recording today from California in the US where I've just moved and I am beginning a new phase of my journey. So I'm really excited to be back here in the show and to bring you this very powerful conversation with my friend and teacher Shayna Healer today. But before we introduce today's episode... I want to invite you to my upcoming free live session, Equinox Alchemy. This is going to be a seasonal event that's going to take place over in my Holistic Awakening community on Facebook. And it's going to be a free live session for the community to gather and learn how to navigate this transitional time, learn how to integrate these energies of death and rebirth that seem to be around all of us, seem to be in the field and uh, yeah the purpose of this event is to gather, to celebrate the autumn equinox, to move through this transition with ease and um, to cultivate that death and rebirth awareness as we learn how to also use our breath to alchemize any emotions, any shadows, any energies that are showing themselves to us right now and that might feel a little bit difficult. So please come join me on the 22nd of September over in the Holistic Awakening community uh, for a free live breathwork session with me. Let's do this together. Let's empower one another. Let's share in community. And yeah, I feel like this is what we most need at this time. We need to support one another and to share and be seen in our transition. So if you're feeling called to join us for this Equinox Alchemy transitional event and you're curious to learn about breathwork and to experience um, this powerful modality from the comfort of your home, I invite you to register for the event head to my website www.nataliaolcoaching.com slash equinoxalchemy. This event is completely free and if you can't attend live, there will be a recording available for those of you that register. So with all of that being said, I hope to see you there and let's introduce today's episode. All right, 
So I am super excited to bring you this powerful conversation with Shayna Healer about feminine awakening and healing as a female. Shayna is a magical, powerful, incredible teacher and friend of mine who has inspired me in so many different ways. And during this conversation, we talk about how walking the path of rediscovering the power within as a woman is actually really messy, raw and wild. So we're here to share the gems of wisdom from our own journeys with you. Nobody teaches you these concepts in school. So are you ready to awaken with us? In this open conversation with Shayna, you are going to learn so many different things from Shayna's spiritual journey, from an extreme rigid lifestyle and eating disorder, years of celibacy and disconnection from the body, to discovering yoga, um, dedicating her life and career to well-being and feminine healing. We're going to talk about what feminine energy is and its relationship to sexual energy, how suppressed feminine energy can manifest as a health issue, um, the importance of being in the lower chakras, especially for women, to be able to access that feminine energy, pleasure and connection to the body. We are also going to talk about the wisdom within our menstrual cycles, womb wisdom and the magic of the menstrual blood. So you are on for a fabulous episode and I hope that you deeply enjoy listening to our conversation and that you feel activated in some way by our shares. So with all of that being said, enjoy the episode and I'll see you on the other side, my love. Hi, Shayna. Welcome to the Holistic Awakening Podcast. I'm so happy and feel so honored to have you in this space. And I really, really just love you as a woman, as a human being, as a teacher, as a mentor. I have been impacted by your medicine so deeply. And it's really an honor to have you here and to have this conversation with you today. Mm, thank you, Sophie Natalia. I am so grateful to be here. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for you and all the magic you're creating. So I'm excited to dive in. And uh, very, very grateful and also honored to be here. Oh, thank you. Thank you, my love. Um, all right. So why don't we begin today's conversation with you letting us know a little bit about who you are, what you're doing in the world, and how you began your spiritual path. Oh, wow. How long do we really have? No, <laughs> Um, it's very interesting that you asked this question at this time. This is, you know, a very valid first question for a podcast interview. And it's like funny because usually I have this really solid answer and I'm going to give you the most solid answer I have right now, because right now I'm in this thing that one would call a transitional phase, a phase of the past is no longer, the future is not yet. And I'm kind of like in this in between, uh, energy. So I've been teaching yoga and meditation for the past 16 years. I've been a health coach since 2009. 
Um, I'm originally from New Jersey on the East Coast of the United States. I guess everyone knows where New Jersey is. <laughs> um, I live in Los Angeles now. Uh, lived in Costa Rica for a long time, which I'll get back to that piece because that has to do with the ignition of my spiritual path. That being said, it was ignited early in life, so to speak. That's all very relative. With many lives, many earlies, many. Um, and I've been on the path of wellness and healing and yoga, health coaching, and it's evolved rapidly over time. And actually, as of late, um, I've made some shifts in my career. I, I uh, recently embarked on a five-week Taoist women's Tantra training, and I've been feeling the urge for years to step more fully into uh, women's embodiment practices, um, sacred sexuality, relationships, and that whole intimacy realm of things, but bridging it with the yoga and the meditation that I've learned. So I'm in the, the process of combining uh, my offerings. Also, um, that's kind of like my dharma. I'm just, I'm, I just dove right into my dharma right there. Um, I also uh, help yoga teachers uh, find their voice, fill their confidence. I've been, um, I've been coaching yoga teachers in that whole realm for a long time because I started out at 19 years old teaching yoga and, and working for myself really since, since then, um, I really didn't start working then though. I started working at 14 years old. I was forced into these jobs that I really didn't enjoy. And I, I used to always feel that, um, what's that word? Just that resistance to wanting to work and do stuff. And I felt forced to, and I think that uh, it didn't take much time for me to say, no, I, I need to choose what I do. You know, so I went to university and while I was in college, and this is the segue into my uh, spiritual journey, I was really obsessed with fitness, um, with kickboxing and like intense cardio workout classes. And I was at university. I went to go take a kickboxing class and it ended up being yoga. And I wasn't expecting that. And I was in that spot in the room where it's too late to leave. And I'm like, oh gosh, this is going to be so boring. Long story short, it was life-changing. And I was like, what just happened? It's like, if you think back and anyone who's listening to this, if you are on the spiritual path, like that first seed that was planted that helped you realize that you can become aware of yourself, <laughs> you know, I'm like, what is happening? So I became addicted and it, and it helped. It was a healthy, well, it was an unhealthy addiction at times too, but it definitely was the starting point for my transformational journey. And that's the nutshell version. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. And I'm very interested in diving into yoga and into your feminine awakening and how you're really dropping into embodiment. Um, probably you know that I'm very big into feminine energy as well. And I've been on my own path of awakening. And this has been just very alive in me since the beginning of my path I guess I've always identified myself as someone very feminine and sexual and I really um, ticked all the boxes of conventional like femininity you know like oh you know I like to take care of my hair and dress nicely but that's obviously superficial and when it comes to 
actual feminine energy and the energetics of it and embodiment and what you can actually uh, experience when you harness this energy I feel like that's another level that is actually um, not shown to women at that early age and I think it's this disempowering for them so I'm really interested in hearing about your yeah your awakening and uh, what you're diving into with this topic wow thank you thank you for wanting to go there it's definitely the relevant topic at the moment. So, and, and I feel like not just for me personally in my uh, own life and career, but I, I, the more that I step into this work, I feel like it's this effortless magnetic type of like, like, I feel like women are sprouting up from the, from everywhere. Like, oh yes, that's happening for me too. And like, things are happening and the divine feminine is really coming through. And, and if you're listening to this and you're like, what does that mean? Um, you know, there, there was a time when when I didn't know either. And not only did I not know or understand these concepts, I was so far on the other end of things. And this is actually where the merging of yoga and uh, the sacred feminine is where I feel the most passionate about bridging this gap. Because so just to rewind a little bit, <clears throat> when I started my yoga journey, I was again, not really, I had never done any type of work on myself. Um, you know, I went to the gym to work out, but it was really more of that type of like, no pain, no gain, like deprivational based. Like I'm not good enough. That whole thing. I was incredibly externally focused at the age of 12. I was literally wearing like hundreds of dollars worth of like Mac makeup. And like, I had foundation and bronzer and blush and this, and like, I, I don't even remember how to do that. Like, I don't even know, but I had all of this, you know, external, stuff at a very young age whose fault is that society whatever our conditioning our upbringing right so very similar to you and and then yoga was this this the first awakening it was like oh like i have a body and i have choice and i have this opportunity to like be my own sovereign self in a way and i feel like because i was i'm going to use the word unconscious for the majority of my life up until yoga i also was um, unconscious with my sexual energy. So I was the, 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 the slutty archetype, if you will, I'm just going to go right into it. And I had a lot of shame around that because I know about you, but growing up at the ages of, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17, if you're called a slut, that's not necessarily a positive thing to be called. So I hid that shame very well because I really loved my sexuality. I really, really loved and embraced it as much as one could embrace their sexuality in their teens and adolescence. And at the same time though, I was unconscious about it. So I was you know, drinking a lot of the time. I would forget a lot of things. I was promiscuous in the extent that I was really just kind of, you know, open to anyone and, and that. So yoga was like this taking back of my power, it felt like. And so I got so into it that I kind of went the other extreme and I actually, um, was considering moving to Japan, shaving my head, becoming a monk, living in a monastery. I lived a very monastic lifestyle for several years in Costa Rica, primarily where I did my training. And I was like convincing myself that I was, you know, on the right path. I'm doing everything right. Like this is the goal. The goal is to just be in Zen meditation 24 seven. I did a lot of Vipassana, silent meditation, big fan of it. It's a good step on the path. It's important not to get stuck on that step though, because then you're missing life. So it was really nice to have that, but at, that's where I was. I was like, this is the goal. I just wanted to be alone. 
And so I, I that, though, <laughs> during this time of a lot of solitude, first of all, I was completely celibate for 10 years of my life, like not even a kiss and no masturbation whatsoever. And like literally disconnected. In fact, I was actually not even connected to my heart at that time. Everything was from my head. I was micromanaging every single thing in my food, my food. See, every single thing in my life from the food I was eating to the structure of my day. And it had to be a certain way. And it was intense, but at the same time, strangely gratifying because I was really good at that intense level of discipline. Um, But at the end of the day, I really wasn't fulfilled. There was always something missing. My mind was always churning. There was no shutting off. And I was reading about all about the, the, the stillness of the mind. I was reading about pleasure. I was reading about Tantra. I was reading all of these books that were like, oh, they would like melt my heart because my deepest higher self, if you will, knew that that path was the true path, but I was scared of it because ultimately I was scared of and not, mm, what's the word? I wasn't acquainted yet with my, my conscious sexuality, if you will. It's like a new birth. It's like, I only know this former self that was totally unconscious around it. And now this, so I actually, um, I had a, a, a sexual awakening. I would call it a sexual awakening, but it did not even include penetrative sex with another person. Uh, when the first time I actually ever went to Bali, <laughs> this is strange. I've actually never even talked about this. Um, <clears throat> I went to Bali for the first time, like maybe five years ago. and. Um, I also did not get my period for that entire 10 years of being uh, celibate and alone and in my meditative um, eating disorder days, because that's what it was. Um, but when I broke out of it and I went to Bali, it was actually, I was following my intuition for the first time. It didn't make logical sense for me to go, but all of these interesting synchronistic events were lining up. Like someone gave me a first class ticket to go like random things that I could not say no to. Like, that's what it took for me to get out of my place and like, just go because I had been talking about it a lot. I went and, um, I got really sick the first few days I was there. And I'm like, what the heck? I don't get sick. I'm like that person, knock on wood. Um, I don't get sick. And (laughs) I got super sick, high fever. I'm in this country I've never been to. And I was staying in like a really like cheap um, homestay. Where am I? What's happening? I went to go get a massage. And I remember going back to my place and I got my period for the first time. And and I I was walking back. And I was feeling like, I was feeling I was like dying. Literally. I looked up and it was a full moon. And I, I, I just, I just had a trans, I can't explain it in words, but there was something happening like a death and my period lasted for 16 days and it was heavy the whole time. And it felt like I was like letting go of years of stagnation and, and old energies. And, and that was just the beginning. So um, I got my little, I wanted to get a full moon, but the tattoo artist to, oh, you guys can't see it because you're listening, but I have a moon tattoo on my shoulder, Beautiful. which I, I got it there during that trip because I like, I have to like, you know, signify this transition. So, you know, then, then I just started to open up. I used to have a lot of resistance to the sexual awakening stuff because of the heavy amount of shame that I carried. So I realized that I first had to learn it through my mind so I can intellectually understand it. And the thing is, I know this is a drawn out answer to your question, but it's, I think it's so important because 
um, as women, and you mentioned something about, you know, growing up, we may not have had these, we may not have been taught about sacred feminine or feminine energy or sexuality, right? What do, how do we learn porn or a movie or I don't know, did, did our, did your parents teach you? My, my parents didn't teach me. And, and so I never knew. So I had to learn, um, the hard way, but, uh, for, for women, especially, I just feel like this whole, um, subject of sexuality is something that many are very intimidated by, especially women. I just happen to find this the case in the yoga community who aren't yet in that, right? And because I'm in the world of wellness. So I have a lot of yogis and yoga students and fellow yoga teachers who don't necessarily know about or have activated the, the, the feminine codes and the sacred feminine and womb wisdom and all of this healing work, yet they're super conscious beings, right? Or you'd say like they're on the path. So I know my own resistance back in the day. I was like, it's weird to move around when you're meditating and make sounds like, no, this is about stillness and Zen. And, and you're not advanced enough if you are making sounds. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is the truth. And I want to feel the energy because I really was not feeling the energy before. So there, it, I have a partner who is a sexological body worker, sex and relationship coach. He helps women heal. So I'm very grateful because he has been gently encouraging me for many years to go along this path, sometimes not so gently, but I couldn't be forced into it. It had to happen from my own desire. And that's where I found this training that really resonated with me. And it was my choice and I did it and I was ready. And it's really important if you're listening to this and it's resonating or you're curious is to trust the timing of things because the feminine is a slow energy. And if, if the mind is like, oh my gosh, I have to figure this out now. It's like, I would say, just place your hands on your womb, take some deep breaths. And even that can be the start of this relationship. It's inherent. It's inherent in women. I'll say one more thing about that is uh, I was hiking with a friend of mine who's a fellow yoga teacher and she, she knows what I've been up to. She doesn't know anything about it. For example, the jade egg is something that I've been studying and learning and practicing and I'll be teaching it more soon. I've been doing just like one-on-ones right now. So she's so curious. She's been teaching yoga for over 10 years. Phenomenal, very, very masterful yoga teacher and a dancer. So she's in her body and she's married in a relationship. Not like that matters, but it's good context. And she said, I'm so curious about this jade egg. I'm like, what is it? And you know, all this stuff that you've been learning, what is it? And I looked at her because she said, she said, gosh, I can't believe that I've been studying spirituality and yoga for so many years, but I never, I never knew anything about this stuff. And I looked at her in the eyes and I said, yeah, but you do know. And she looked at me and she goes, I know. And I'm scared. <laughs> so it's like, it's like this knowing this ancient knowing. So I think that the more women that are empowered around this topic and can speak about it authentically, it's going to ignite that primal ancient wisdom in other women as well. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing all of that, Shana, and for sharing so openly about your path. And I have to say, obviously, listeners won't see your face because we're um, recording on audio, but I do 
I feel like you're more grounded since last time I saw you in Costa Rica. Like, I feel like you're more down into your body. And one of the things that I want to mention, uh, coming back to what you shared about yoga teachers and the yoga community, I have a sense with some of the yoga teachers that I've worked with that have been my clients, my breathwork clients or coaching clients, or even people I know from, from my own yoga studios that I go to. I feel like there's this um, really good intention to be a good person and do yoga and be in the higher chakras and you know find peace. But to me, the feminine is wild and it's messy and it's all about going downwards, actually. It's like a downward spiral into the body, into the messiness of the sacral chakra, the emotions, traumas, and all of the feelings and past experiences and desires that might feel maybe too big, you know, you know, yeah. and it's a lot to do with how we've been conditioned in society to sort of push away anything that's um, messy or wild or taboo. And as you said, even though we might not be aware of this, we all hold this longing for something deeper inside our bodies and especially women around the women's space and for what I've studied about feminine energy and feminine awakening, it's my understanding that for women's health to be on track, women need to be connected to their lower chakras to sort of feel that juicy awaken energy and, and feel sensual as a normal and yeah, as a normal way to be feeling right like rather than up in the head or stressed out I feel like mm -hmm. society has made us feel like we need to be stressed out and exhausted and have adrenal fatigue and have all of these issues and that's become the norm but actually for women what's the norm is to feel your body to be grounded to feel your sensual energy which doesn't mean that you need to do anything sexual with that energy which is I think yeah. another another barrier for women to be in their sensual energy they they've established this um link that we need to uh have sex if we are sensual right like if you if you're someone interested in sex then you're a slut then you, your sensuality you might you might might, might better you know, cut it down, cut it off, turn it off. And so we've become afraid of this energy. And the truth is that this roots back to patriarchal, patriarchal uh, times, patriarchal conditioning, because this energy that it's alive, that is our sexual energy, that is nothing different from our life force, really. Um, it's so powerful. It has the power to create and heal and we can use our sexual energy to heal our own bodies you know through that's uh, something Chinese medicine uh, teaches you know to use our sexual energy to send it to different organs when they're uh, malfunctioning and it's just such a powerful energy that it's it's uh, overwhelming for in that time for those that were in power so they yeah. made sure that we will suppress this energy and that we make everyone afraid of this energy and yeah. that's resulted in people actually giving the power away and forgetting their own power so i think inevitably sexual energy and feminine awakening especially in women but also in men um as in you know the divine feminine in general it's 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 necessary for all of us to 
bring it into our lives so that we can then reconnect with our own power. And I can see, you know, why people are so afraid of it, even though they know, like your friend, you know, she knows yeah. that in her cells of her body, um, but it's more like intellectually, she uh, needs maybe some guidance to make the steps to go into that. So, yeah, I just feel like that's well yeah. said. Beautiful. You touched on so many amazing, amazing like points there that I could not have said it better. Um, one thing that you mentioned um, from uh, the the fact that we weren't taught this, first of all, most of us, maybe you were, maybe you were great lucky and you learned how to heal your organs with your sexual energy from the age of 10. That's amazing. And you're blessed. Um, but you know, this is the thing. So when I was sharing about like where, how I started my path and everything, you know, it started with yoga and then I, I had an eating disorder. And so I went to nutrition coaching school and I became a health coach. And then I was primarily working with people, women and men at the time, but mostly women uh, who were, had eating disorders. And I still do. I work with young girls now in their teens uh, who have eating disorders, but that's not the bulk of my clientele. Well, I don't focus on food anymore is my point. I used to focus on food. Like I'd give people meal plans and we would, you know, talk about creative ways of diet and all of this stuff. But I realized that these imbalanced relationships to food, because guess what? There were those, those people, most of the time also had some sort of imbalance in other aspects of their lives, including their relationships, including their careers, including uh, their, their physical activity, right? Their physical practice, whatever that is, it wasn't just food. It was like this pattern. And so I was like, I need to, I need to expand what I'm doing to help people and learn a little bit more because I found and I have, and I continue to find that when we are suppressing that energy, that potent energy that can create life and it can create art and it can create business and music and poetry and health and longevity. When we're suppressing it due to just not being aware of its power or being scared of it or whatever it is, whatever the reason is, tra trauma, that energy is so powerful. She, Shakti, whatever you want to call her feminine energy, has to be expressed and she will show herself in the form of yeast infections in the form of infertility, potentially in the form of, um, uh, weight gain inflammation in the form of imbalances with health in the form of eating disorders in the form of whatever it is, anxieties, even like this is this energy that, you know, I, I, part of my teaching now, because I used to, you know, be very deprivational with myself. My teaching is pleasure as the path. And, you know, I had a client recently, she said, it's just so hard for me because I feel like pleasure is like wrong and dirty, like pleasure. And I'm not even talking about sexual or sensual even. Well, I mean, I guess pleasure is sensual, but like, like do the thing you want to do kind of a thing. Give yourself like, like eat the thing that you actually want to eat slowly and mm, take a bath, whatever it is like to, for no reason, not because you earned it, not because it's a reward for something, but like, let the things that actually turn you on be that which you know, moves you forward into the next phase of your life. It doesn't have to be so strict. It doesn't have to be the opposite. So um, my point with sharing that is really to emphasize the importance of at least getting curious about this energy because she's, it's so powerful that it's going to come out. And 
uh, there's something called the distorted Shakti. It's the creative energy, right? Which again, when we're connected to our sexual energy, we're using it mindfully, we can really cultivate some magic. But if we're not, and the channels are blocked, right? And we're up here and not down here in our, in our root, again, it's gonna, it's gonna manifest in a different way. It's the same energy in a different form that can be toxic. So it's really for our health. There's a Taoist master, I'm sure you know, Montak Chia, says sexual energy is the chief commander of chi, which is your life force. We must cultivate it for health, for wealth and longevity. And this is even why, because I've been doing business coaching for like five years, six years now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, most of my clients are women. Some of them are men, but 90% of them are women. And I see that that the sexual energy is even connected to creative creativity, to inspiration in business, to the capacity to even earn more income. Like it's, it's, so it's the root. And so whether it's an eating a food issue or a relationship issue, or just overall anxiety, my invitation to you is to, you know, if you're, if you're ready to like go a little bit deeper, right. And not just skim the surface and not just numb it and not just distract yourself. If you really want to know what the root cause is, the answer is in the question. It's the root most of the time. It's the womb. It's the ground. And so I really love what you said about bringing the energy from above down. And it does. It's, it's so important to get into the body because once you're in the body, all of this magic that we're talking about in yoga, especially of like the higher chakras is accessible to an even greater extent. Instead of just visualizing this spacious energy frequency of the cosmic realm and the crown chakra. It's like, no, there is an, a, an energy that runs from the base of the spine up to the crown of the head. And when you're in that and you're circulating that energy through your own microcosmic orbit, through your own field, it is palpable. It is real and it is spontaneous and it is magical and it's actually healing. And I say this all the time, like, have you ever tried to build a building, a structure, a house, without a foundation, you know? So it's gotta go down to go up. Is it gotta plant the seed, put that seed into the dark dirt and soil, cover it up. That's scary, but you gotta go down in order for it to emerge. So this is really vital and relevant and timely information. So I'm so happy that we're, we're here. Wow, what a powerful transmission. Honestly, the way you put that, it was beautifully worded. Um, and I can feel the power of your message. And what's coming through is, you know, when you said during our meditations, you know, for all the yogis out there, you're visualizing, you're connecting with the higher realms and that feels so good. How can it get even better? Let's bring that down into the physical, right? And then it really becomes heaven on earth so that we are, um, really manifesting and expressing the state that we are harnessing inwards right so I feel like the feminine is so important for that level of awakening like you can do all the meditations you want go on retreats study psychology you can do all of these things and believe me I've been in that path but it's not until you get into embodiment and actually understanding that your body is the a transmission of that which you are experiencing and that your reality around you is like a playground 
for you to experience all that magical cosmic energy that you're you know um tapping into during your meditation it's it's only through embodiment and another thing that i wanted to touch on that i'm sure you'll have some something to share about because of what you've already been sharing about your own experiences but i feel like it's so important to embrace the darkness of the feminine right like the feminine is not just nourishment and pleasure and joy it's also the attending to the pain attending to our hurt um, allowing for those um, more icky low vibrational feelings that feel dense like resentment and anger and I do feel like you were saying about Shakti she's going to come through whether you are aware of her or not and one of the ways I see with my clients that it tends to come through is in the form of like the shadow you mentioned shadow Shakti I call it like the shadow feminine so you know in terms women who are like gossiping or who are blaming their husbands or are you know playing the victim in their relationships um those sort of behaviors um are a, an unhealed part of your feminine energy that is coming through equally because it can't be repressed it will come through but it's coming through in this distortion of you know women being angry being suppressed being like all arguing with their partners, not being in their purpose, you know, not earning money, being in the victim, all of those behaviors. So I feel like it's so important to teach women, especially young women, to emotionally open to the full range of all the emotions that we possibly can feel as humans. And, and that will teach women, you know, how to be in their full expression of the feminine with, with the wild woman and the, and the, and Kali energy destruction and rebirth and and the you know maybe other times the sweet maiden that wants to connect or like the mother that is like nourishing and mature or like queen energy where you just feel like you're on top of the world you know all of these facets are so important and as you were saying you know nobody teaches this in school so I feel like we just have like a collective role you know to, to spread these messages and um, I wanted to ask you about your journey with your cyclical wisdom because I know you're super connected with the moon and you, you've shared that experience with with the full moon and uh, coming back into your period and bleeding when you were in Bali and yeah. I just want to hear a bit more about what are your thoughts on connecting with the menstrual cycle um, and how would you with that with this feminine awakening and with har this harnessing of the feminine energy any any thoughts will be well welcome my gosh wow thank you this is so good this is so potent and everything is it actually really all weaves together um the fe the the menstrual stuff is like it's so funny because I think I just like um, binged on like all these like womb witches today on Instagram. I swear I was just like collecting because I am on day two of my moon and I was actually like eight days late. I'm still, believe it or not, you know, after 10 years of not getting it, it's been a journey. I've, I've been getting it uh, consistently only for about seven months now, you know, before that it was like random. And I had gone to a gynecologist and she had given me um, this hormone, I think, or some sort of a pill to take. I don't even take an Advil. I don't even take, I don't, I don't take anything. I drink coffee once a day. That's my, that's my drug. Um, and she gave me this, this, um, 
thing to take. And I, and I, and I didn't take it. And I went back to her a year later because, you know, I had done some thinking about it. I said, you know what? I think, I think I'm going to take it because I was rationalizing it in my head. I said, well, maybe because I was really, really hurting my body for so long. Um, that was unnatural for me to deprive myself for so long. And maybe I, need something to jumpstart it, to just get my system back in flow again. So I went back to her because the prescription that she had given me had expired. And she was like legit angry. She was angry at me. She was, why didn't you fulfill this prescription? Why didn't you take it? And because she just, she just didn't seem to like holistic people. <laughs> I was like, oh, I just wanted to try a natural method. She goes, it's not going to work. You didn't get your period for 10 years. You're, you, it's not your diet. It's not that you have to take the pill. And I was like, <laughs> Okay. So she gave it to me again. She gave me the prescription and it was sitting on my table and I was going to go and get it filled that day. Cause I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to surrender to it. I'm going to bless it. And that day I got my period. Okay. I got it. So first of all, magic is real and womb wisdom and, and cyclical wisdom is an affirmation of that. So I never knew that before. I didn't understand the menstrual cycle. I learned a lot about it on my training that I just went to. And also um, uh, this phenomenal book. I don't know if you've ever read it. It's called In the Flow by Alyssa Vitti. She also wrote a book called Woman Code. And it's just phenomenal because it really breaks down the difference between the masculine mm, rhythm, which is the circadian rhythm that we're mostly um, taught and connected to and conform to, which is the 24 hour cycle, right? You wake up in the morning, then there's this peak of the day around 2 PM. And then you go down and you got to be productive. And then you rest at the end of the day. Okay. That's the circadian rhythm, which follows the cycle of the sun. But there's, then there's the infradian rhythm. Have you ever heard of the infradian rhythm? Maybe you have because you're on the path, but most people in modern society haven't. And it's the feminine rhythm and it's, it's 28 days meaning that at different times of the month, your energy, your creativity, all these different things, your cravings, like what you nourish yourself with is different. And it's meant to be that way. You're not meant to do the same thing like a hamster on a wheel every single day. And then we wonder, oh, why am I not feeling motivated today? Or why am I feeling like I'm having cravings today? Or why am I feeling tired today? There's different phases that must be honored with different types of nourishment, including food, including physical activity, including you know, taking some days off from everything to really nurture yourself. And there's also natural times of the month during the ovulation phase, for example, when you're naturally more chatty, you naturally want to be around people around. Usually it's well, full moon, if you bleed on the new moon and vice versa. So this is all incredibly, incredibly fascinating for me. And what I actually read about is that the reason that modern society has adopted the 24 hour circadian rhythm is because it's easier when it comes to managing the notion of time, because time is also kind of a notion. Um, whereas, you know, in, in my world, women's the cyclical understanding is almost like timeless. It's, it's always now and it's always changing, but it would have been too, um, confusing and kind of chaotic is the word if we were to conform to the infradian rhythm because it's it's it can't be kept it's not structured enough again going back to this feminine kind of unleashing 
that wildness, again, that's inherent within each and every one of us, but is being suppressed due to so many reasons. Because guess what? We used to be killed for being who we are. Like literally, we used to be uh, uh, punished for expressing our fullness of our sexuality or our, our, our magic skills, you know, or our inner alchemist or our inner healer or priestess. Like these women were literally killed for sharing their magic in the world. And that, that ancestral truth is actually in our DNA. So the fear is not just a mental fear, it's a physical fear, but we have the capacity as conscious people to, to move beyond that and to, to awaken once again in a different way, because we can remember this is, this is, a, new, this is a new time and, and the time is now for the reawakening to happen. So uh, the cycle for me is amazing. My, my current um, exploration is... Um, first of all, tuning in, like I love getting my period so much, Natalia, I can't even tell you I'm obsessed um, because I know it's filled with magic. And it's funny because right now I'm alone. I'm alone for the entire cycle. My partner is away. And so I have like all these different rituals set up. I have my Yoni steam. I have my dragon's blood incense. Um, I'm going to do a moon blood ritual actually for the first time. I have not actually done one. Um, and see my own blood and see my own yoni. Like these are all very ah, intimate yet uh, powerful uh, practices that I'm really curious about. And this is just tying it into how you introduce this whole cyclical living thing is first of all, also honoring cravings. Like I have never felt more free and happy and relaxed around food, for example. I mean, food is the essence of the root chakra. Food is, is really like the blood building and energy building and, and physicality building so that you can experience your sensuality in its fullness and your spirituality, because that's part of your, uh, your being, because you are this vessel. And, oh my gosh, just tapping into the womb wisdom and the cyclical living. I, I literally like, it's as if I'm a different person. Like I eat what I crave all the time. And it, and it changes all the time. And I'm open to it changing because it should be changing all the time. And similarly to tuning into that level of shift and change, there's different emotions present. You know, yesterday, the first day, I was like, not having it. I was just in a little cloud all day. But instead of that cloud feeling like, oh my God, I'm judging myself. I don't feel like I'm productive. I feel like I'm so tired. And like, there's this big, you know, heavy weight on my shoulders. I was like in a state of nurturing. I was in a state of compassion. I was like, oh, like this is the invitation from the, from the universe, ultimately from, from mother earth from the moon, this is my invitation to go inward because the menstrual cycle, regardless of when you bleed is your dark moon or your, your new moon. It is the time to, for gestation. It's the time to actually put aside creative projects and put aside that to-do list and go inward. Again, it's, we are not taught this for the most part. And so it can be really, it's like this unlearning and relearning that now, instead of, you know, beating myself up or judging myself, it's like, oh, and it feels sacred because I know that the more I listen to my body and slow down, um, the more she will provide me with deeper insights and energy. Ultimately, you know, you're, you're shedding an entire lining of your uterus. It's so powerful. I was reading today. It's like, it's so powerful 
because you're, you're losing blood and, and, and there's, there's no pain or death associated with it. Like no other living being can lose that much blood and have it ultimately be um, sacred, if you will. Um, oh, and the emotions that you were saying earlier connected to the cycle because we are cyclical beings. Um, just, it's very poignant and it's very present right now because of the women that I've been working with like today and yesterday and the past month and the past two months is the feeling of anger and rage. I come from, again, the yogic, even the Buddhist, like uh, my understanding of the practice was that anger is a toxic emotion and even desire is um, something that you should try to leave, like get rid of desire and get rid of anger and be positive all the time, or at least be neutral, at least be content. Right. So I did, it's, 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 it's very different. It's like, if you're angry at a person and you black out and are violent and call them names. And like you were saying, the blame, that's very different. But if you feel anger in your body and you just try to mask it with a happy face and compose yourself, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. You will suffer. And again, that's when it comes out in strange ways. And there's this reflex that animals have. If you've ever seen, if, uh, for example, you're driving and you hit an animal like a deer, right? Or if two dogs have a, an interaction, a fight after that happens, assuming that, you know, they're, they're okay, more or less, they'll literally go into this trauma response and they'll start shaking off, shaking like vigorously. They'll, their body will shake. This is part of their natural composition. It's part of ours too. But again, we have strayed from it. So moving the energy through your system, if it's anger, scream. We don't even live in a society for the most part where we even have space to scream. I literally, like literally with my clients, we're always looking for ways to be able to express rage without other people hearing. So, so far, the best practice is screaming into a pillow. <laughs> it, it works and it's a release of that energy. And so being able to be with emotion without jumping into the story around the emotion and letting the energy move through you is incredibly cleansing and it's incredibly important. We've also, you know, lost touch with that. So um, yeah, the dark feminine is really where I'm at these days and diving deeper and deeper and deeper into the underworld because um, it's just, there's a whole universe down there as well that must be addressed and must be explored with mm. curiosity. Wow, yes. Yes and yes and yes, amen to everything that you shared. And yeah, you know, with the cyclical wisdom and the lack of emotional understanding of ourselves, I see women internalize shame and hate and we're, we we cultivate this inner judge. Like, oh, I'm not feeling motivated today and I should complete my projects or whatever, or I should be creating or I should be taking care of my children. And this lack of understanding of this um, map, because for me, the... Uh, menstrual cycle and the phases and the moon cycle it's just a map you know it's like it changes every month you know depending on the women but it's like this guide for understanding yourself and I love what you share about all of the rituals that you've got ready now for after this recording with yourself your yoni steaming and your meditation and blood ritual and I also love to do rituals when I'm in my moon and I especially love to do blood rituals. And 
it was very strange for me to begin collecting my blood. Um, but a couple of years ago, one of one of my friends who is a medicine woman, very experienced, she's way older than me, and she lived in the woods on her own, and she was very witchy, and she's also a holistic dentist. So you you have the very wild witchy woman, but also like a doctor. <laughs> you know, she yeah. had like that balance, and. Um, she said to me like why don't you collect your blood and give it to the plants of your garden they love it and I was like oh this is super strange but it feels so like good and natural and like you were saying this feels like a knowing like of course I'm gonna give my blood to the to the garden of course I'm gonna sing to it of course I'm gonna do my manifestation ritual and guess what my manifestations have like multiplied <laughs> since I've been doing my blood rituals because it's so it's like the blood that we are releasing with our menstrual um, cycle is is this nutritious uh, fluid that is sacred and we must honor it you know obviously only do that if you feel called to it but here's my invitation to whoever is listening to perhaps if this uh, creates a little tickle in your butterflies yoni. in your tummy <laughs> and you're like oh or, or your yoni is like oh what's happening maybe just google blood rituals you know and that would be a beautiful thing to do yeah. um yeah but thank you for sharing for sharing all of that and i just wanted to yeah ask you before we begin wrapping up you know if there are anything uh any things that are coming to mind that you feel that you want to share anything in your heart that you still feel needs to be spoken before we wrap up this conversation today Beautiful question. Uh, my answer to that would be really just be gentle with yourself. Um, you know, a lot of this is really about coming back to your own inner wisdom and your own embodiment. And a little bit actually goes a very long way. Kind of like you were saying, like it was, oh my God, maybe a little strange at first. Um, if you, if I think there's a quote, like if you, um, Oh gosh. It's like, if you do the same thing, if you don't change, then nothing will change. If you don't change anything, nothing will change. So a little bit goes a long way. And it's just so important to continuously check ourselves or I'll speak for myself as to that feeling of like, should, like I should be doing more, or I should be more feminine, or I should be more connected to my sensuality is, you know, you are actually already feminine. You are already connected to it. This is, this is why it's called an awakening. It's awakening to the miracle that always has been, is always will be. And you have a glorious invitation and opportunity. If you're listening to this to start, and you can start really simply with yourself. You know, um, when we talk about intimacy and sexuality, um, I'm into sacred sexual self-care first and foremost, especially for those of you who are looking to perhaps attract a partner or a conscious relationship and you're seeking outside of yourself, go in first, go into yourself first and start to bring that love, intimacy, deep listening skills to yourself and bring the energy from up in the head down to your womb. Even if it means placing two hands on your womb and doing some deep breathing or journaling about what your intuition, you know, is saying, if you're, if this is all new to you, but there is something there that's resonating. If you're listening to this still right now, I'm assuming there's something there and it's worth examining because it is magical. 
and magic is real and uh, you deserve to experience heaven on earth. Wow, well, thank you. Thank you, Shana, for that beautiful message. And just wanted to give you a reflection around that self-judgment that sometimes we can have around, oh, you know, maybe I should be more feminine. Maybe I'm not doing it right. You know, even for you in your in your journey, you know, coming from this teenager that was deeply wanted to express her sexuality and have some shakti in her and then going into those years of suppression still you know you were still a full embodiment of your of the woman you are in in your femininity even yeah. though you were you were in doing a taoist women tantra course you wear that <laughs> already <laughs> and you know i think that's so super important for everyone to remember if you are a womb carrier like if you are a woman you are already a feminine being it's just whether you feel like there's a longing to go deeper and and even for those who've been in the path in the path for 40 years there's always more room to go even deeper because you know we're in a path of ever unfolding ever unfolding magic and you know i'll say one more thing on this is um because some women, some womb bearers don't have a womb for uh, hysterectomy reasons, for example. And sometimes I, you know, this conversation can also be disheartening to those who don't have a womb. So you still do, even if you don't have a physical womb, there's still the energetic womb space, which is really what we're dealing with here, right? That we're dealing with this creative center right below the navel. So you can still do all of this work and experience all of the magic, even if you don't menstruate, even if you don't have a womb and honestly, any phase of life that you're in. So I had a client recently that um, already went through menopause and she's like, I just feel like I'm not a woman anymore. I'm like, do you understand what phase of life you're in my dear crone sister? Like I'm waiting, you know, we've been um, habituated and conditioned to like fear getting old and not wanting to get old. I'm a weirdo. I'm not going to lie. I've always been like excited to get old because I feel like that's when I'm going to have the wisdom All right now. Yeah, sure. I can like do my spiel and everything, but like, I got to wait to earn it. Like that's when the real downloads come in. That's when the higher chakras start opening up because you're on your way out You're going to the next realm. So it's powerful time, but if we're so conditioned to always want to try to stay young again, no, it's a misunderstanding. So wherever you are in your life is perfect. It's like what you were saying about understanding the cycles. It's like, once you understand and learn more about even these phases of life, it's like a map. It's like, oh my gosh, why weren't we taught this? Because there is value and, and treasures in each phase of life and it's never too late to start collecting them mm. had to put that in there <laughs> oh, i'm just i'm just honestly so excited to see guru shayna with her long white hair and her wrinkles just teaching yoga and feminine awakening <laughs> sign me up <laughs> oh you see it sister oh my gosh thank you yeah i feel those wrinkles coming on every time i get a new one i'm like yeah see we can start a new trend <laughs> Awesome. I love well, it. My dear Shayna, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, how can our listeners uh, connect with you? And just to finish, do you have any offerings that you want to bring into the show for listeners to check out? Um, so this will be our wrap up. 
Thank you so much. Well, you can find me on Instagram for sure at Shana Hiller. Um, and you can find my website, shanahiller.com. Right now, I um, I just have my retreat coming up in March. It's almost full. I have a women's sensuality retreat, sensuality and yoga uh, in Costa Rica, but I'm actually working on my offers for women. So that's the transition that I'm in. I'm actually like transitioning my entire business. And in order for that to happen, I'm realizing that, oh my goodness, I can't just power my way through business anymore. And I need this creativity to stem from my womb. So in the new year, um, I'll be launching some online uh, learning for people. So I work one-on-one right now only, um, but we'll have some more virtual group stuff happening later in 2022. Okay. Sounds really exciting. Yeah. All right, my love. Enjoy your evening of feminine self-care. And thank you again for coming, sending you so much love and sending so much love to our helpers and, and spiritual guides that are coming through and helping us with this conversation. And may all this wisdom reach our listeners and touch their hearts and their wombs. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. We are all so blessed. Thank you so much. Wow. What a powerful conversation. Thank you, Shayna, for joining the show. And thank you to our listeners for staying towards the end of the episode. I hope that this conversation inspired you and activated some pieces of inner wisdom within you. If you enjoyed this episode and if you are enjoying the podcast, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. And if you are ready to take your journey to the next level, I invite you to join Equinox Alchemy, my upcoming free live session that is going to take place over in my private Facebook group, the Holistic Awakening Community on the 22nd of September. In this event, we are going to work with the powerful transitional energy of the Autumn Equinox and We're going to talk about the death and rebirth transitional energies that we are all experiencing around this time of the year. And we're going to use our breaths to alchemize whatever energies are here to be alchemized so that we can step from our old identities into the newest version of ourselves with ease. These events completely free of charge for you and the purpose of it is so that we can gather as a community and support one another. So if you are up for it, I invite you to go to my website and register at www.nataliaolcoaching.com slash alchemy. And remember, there will be a replay available for those of you that register in case you can't make it live. All right, so with all of that being said, I will leave you. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, whatever you are. And I send you so much love. Thank you for being part of this community.